What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast, uh, your number one quarantined editioned episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. We're here. We're. Did you just rank our internal episodes yeah. and say this was preliminary, prelimili- pre- preliminarily the best? This one is the best. Quarantine. In quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot. You had a low opinion of, of last week's episode. I thought last week's was fine. No, it was great. Right. I, yeah, I thought I was great. It's because I didn't take enough notes, and I don't take too many notes. I need to cut back on the notes. I just don't want to forget things, man. You know? You trying to find the sweet spot on your Sopranos note-taking? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, all the notes. All of them. So you got big notes this week is what you're saying. Big notes, big notes, huge notes. Good. Uh, Justin's texting me. Uh, pull back the curtain. We, I can't work tomorrow. And he's asking me about a mic. <laughs> Turns yeah, out he's asking me about a mic. I don't have a USB mic. I only have this nice. I don't even know what you would call it, but it's my mic, and it's a good mic. Uh, sir, that is an XLR mic. My. How long have you been working in the radio industry? I've been working. You don't know what forever. it's called. USLR mic. That's what Mino said. Yeah, you're going to need an XLR mic, not a USB Uh mic, because it's not going to sound good. Well, I got this mic, and we're recording this podcast, and we're talking about Sopranos episodes 7, 8, and Mm -hmm. 9. This first one was episode 7 called D-Girl was interesting, I thought. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I did have to look up what D-Girl was afterwards, what though. What is D-Girl? So a D-Girl is a development girl. It is a uh, film industry term. It's See, I thought it was an, it was something like like a skank like a or something, you know, but... Yeah, like a that's like girl. This is like a, uh, a film diss. Well, and then they talked about a, a, a transgender person in this episode as well, so I wasn't certain that, that it didn't have something to do with right. that. Um, but what it is, is, is a, uh, and this is Wikipedia's definition off the top of my head, but it's an inconsequential female, um, it seems like it's something that's just above intern. It's somebody basically digging for stories for new scripts. Why is just a girl? I guess it traditionally is a girl and traditionally they, uh, they may get what they need. Is it like by... sideline reporter? <laughs> Yeah, something like that, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. you know, tradition, and uh, it's it's an easier job. You re- you'll remember that I started the definition with inconsequential. Right. This is probably a term that came out of the 60s and 70s. Big woman-hating time at they that, didn't like with, with back all then, these yeah. folks. Nah, no, no. I mean, they kind of run everything now, so I'd say they've No, they've they're, a, they're a, taking over. I feel progress. like that we're the most persecuted people, us men, us white men, you know. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell me more. Uh, women, uh, it's getting, uh, feminism is getting out of control, and maybe we need to back it up a little bit to maybe 1952? I don't know. Obviously a joke. It sounded like you had a pretty well <laughs> well laid out plan there. Very laid out, yes. Well laid out. Yeah. Um, I personally think that men suck, I, and yeah. women are better. I, I do too. And they deserve everything. I think we're equal. They deserve I think we're all equal. Equal in God's eyes, which uh, it seems like AJ doesn't believe in God anymore. 
No, so a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of God of, going the, on. All in, right, and I, we these. talked about this earlier. I think these three episodes, especially the 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 latter two, maybe the mm-hmm. middle one, but it, it's a lot of this feels like it's a sitcom that happens to have mobsters in it because it is very and funny. Dude, and I've been saying it since the first couple episodes that this is a a sitcom uh, mixed with a dark gritty hbo drama Mm -hmm. like it really does feel like they they just writ scenes out of a sitcom and then drop it into this thing and it fits perfect i absolutely adore it it's amazing a lot of situational kind of family strife yes you know and yes like the kid getting uh, getting caught smoking pot at his confirmation and then my favorite part is he he like dabs it out and then tosses it to to the side like we see it i already saw you smoking it what are you doing like he's gonna hide it or something mm. it was a candy it, there's, cigarette it was a candy cigarette yeah. okay okay uh see so you have that there's i mean and then a lot of this episode with uh chris and what's the girl amy like even their relationship kind of seems out of a sitcom you know like this low down fortuitous guy uh starts hooking up with the the pretty lady right, movie sure, executive sure. um kind of wants a bad just, boy right and then hanging out with a, a movie star yeah, or so a movie producer and favreau john favreau's in this and so pretty much the whole idea i guess is that um um his girlfriend uh adriana, adriana. is just way too good for chris and just Dude. too nice <laughs> And she gets him. Uh, doesn't she give him a? Fa- I forgot how the relationship. No, it might have been his cousin, right? Or I forgot how she was involved. Yeah. So the guy is his cousin. Yeah. Uh, is Christopher's cousin, and he is dating. The cousin is dating Amy, the D girl. Yes. Well, she's at the. She, what did she say? She's vice president. She, yeah, vice, she's an executive in in the the film and, company. Yeah, sure. and so they kind of have dinner. Uh, him and Adriana and uh, I don't know his name. They have uh, they have dinner, and Colors. she's like she pretty much like he wants to go on a movie set. You know, he's a big, really big in Hollywood. Wants to be a writer. Wants to be a director. You know, hey, he thinks. Hey, you know what? He's he, not sure. He thinks he wants to. He just threw out his script. He did. So he's he's working well, on man, a blank you know slate. What? Look, you, the first you know few scripts you're gonna write, you gotta throw out. I mean, they're terrible. They're always gonna be bad. You gotta throw out your Is first it- script. This is this is coming from experience. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't. You don't. Your first script shouldn't be your first script. You got. You ever written a script? I have. Or written have you ever started I've writing a, bunch a script? Of oh, really? uh, I mean, like for short films and stuff. Yeah, I mean, short projects yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I've written scripts. I wrote about half of one mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year of college. Okay. I found it the other day. Oh, you did? It's not good. No, we should read it. Yeah, not we should good. read it. We shouldn't. What's we it shouldn't. Called? It's really bad. You'll never. You'll never get any any one <laughs> word out of it. You'll never see. I've written scripts in high school. Uh, I mean, I've written scripts I've shot and stuff, yeah. I did find uh, in the same book a bunch of my old jokes from when I did I want to hear there. those. Again, uh, not that good. Won't be telling Real racist, it. you know, real, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of white power humor. Uh-huh. I, could, I could see that. People dig it. They love you it, know. you know. I thought uh, John Favreau being in this. This was after Swingers. And I thought that was kind of fascinating that he's kind of playing him. He's he's playing himself 
and not necessarily like or a version of himself. Yeah, yeah. And sort of almost taking advantage of Chris in a way, both mm-hmm. of them are in a way. I find their whole, like all of their interactions to be very, very interesting. Cause you can see that, uh, like Favreau wants to use him for a resource, yeah. but like I don't think that he truly understands. Like when they're telling, when Christopher is telling him the story about the transgender that that guy threw acid on, uh, I don't think Favreau truly, like that character, truly understood the uh, the violence and the veracity of an actual gangster. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was a shocking, shocking story, and he took it after they told him not to take it, and then he skipped town because yeah. he was a little scared. <laughs> so, I found this interesting, and this is in Seth Wall's book. Uh, the industry portrayals are astute. Amy's tendency to compare everything in life to art, typify certain mm-hmm. movie and TV people, and, Fa- uh, and Favreau's character captures the nice guy persona of filmmakers who play sensitive and differential. Uh, Differential, so convincingly that outsiders fail to notice their self-interest and manipulation. So yeah, right. that's and I, I felt like it was it was. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not in the film industry, but as far as like uh, film and TV tropes go, they played right into all of them. As far as like a film executive and uh, somebody trying to pilfer information out of somebody below them. Yeah. You know, whether it be an intern with a script or just this guy off the street with a script, like that seems like a pretty believable way that the business works. Yes. And I mean, I I even wrote, like, I think Christopher would be good. I mean, they do have people, you know, if you're in the, that are, that were uh, mobsters that are liaisons for movies, you know? Right. I mean, I think he would probably be good at doing something like that. Or, well, he showed that he was pretty good at yeah, workshopping but, uh, just uh, words. Yeah. What am I trying to say? And he's, but Lines. he's so narrow-minded that you know, he yeah. doesn't. He only wants to do that one thing. Yeah, he doesn't want right. to do any and of like stuff. He just want to do this. Yeah, like throughout, he's he's you know he really should be sucking up to John yeah. Favreau, but he really spends most of his time shitting on swing. Yeah, which is funny, you know. Which is really really that funny. That is very funny because to, <laughs> to just watch like Favreau take offense, but be like, yeah, I, I made the movie, so like it was kind of my, like it was kind of what I wanted. And how it to like be. they're just saying, oh yeah, no no, you know, they're complimenting um um. What's his face the whole time instead of John Favreau? They're, they're Vince Vaughn. They're like, oh yeah, Vince oh Vaughn. Vince yeah, Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vince Vaughn could probably play uh, you. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know about you, but Vince Vaughn. Vince could. I could. Yeah. I could play this guy. Not you. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked all. I liked all of Favreau. I'm, I'm kind of in Favreau's back pocket a little uh, bit anyway. But yeah, uh, I quite enjoy his work, whether it be behind or in front of the camera. He's, he's a good dude. That John Favreau. Like I'm not super familiar with his early stuff, but I mean. Um, Chef is really, really good. Um, I saw. I think probably the first thing I saw him in was the replacement. It was a football mm-hmm. movie. I don't remember which one. Uh, but I really, really enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. He was. He did Iron Man. Iron Man. He did do Iron, and Iron Man. The Mandalorians. Yep. And uh, Lion King. And that. Oh, you know what? I can't forgive him for that. That was Jungle trash. Book. Lion King was trash. Lion King was not very good. Jungle Book was good. I haven't seen it. You should check out Jungle Book. Jungle Book worked do. really, really well in that. Oh, I format. bet it does. And that's a little more. That's more forgiving than Lion King because Lion King, and I'm putting quotes, is a um, original piece, 
quotes yeah, on that. Your little quotes. anime crap. Uh, yeah, we know. Original. There's some Asian version of Simba. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> they didn't make a cool soundtrack. <laughs> they didn't. And it didn't make $3 billion. They, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but... So get Blue Lion King out of here. Nobody wants it. But, um, Sudoku or whatever his name <laughs> is. Uh, I think it's Kemba the Lion, sir. Boo! And, but, I, you know, Jungle Book is based on a book. And it's more forgivable. There have right. been a ton of versions of Jungle Book. So that's forgivable. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I found this interesting. Kind of the, the whole... Looking at this episode... Uh, from kind of a distance. Uh, this is the story about loyalty to one's father and the anxiety that occurs when you consider rejecting him. And so that kind of goes into Christopher, you know, at the very end, because it kind of comes around to Tony. Tony's in the peripheral, but everyone is talking about Tony. Everyone's talking about longest, Tony. Is this the longest time period uh, into an episode before actually seeing or like interacting with I don't with remember, Tony? but maybe. It feels like it was 15, 20 minutes into the episode before we even catch a glimpse of yeah. him. And then I don't think he has like a true, um, outside of AJ stealing the car, uh, yes. he doesn't have any true lines until the last 5, 10 right. minutes of the whole show episode. Uh, I enjoyed AJ uh, becoming a nihilist. I enjoyed him <laughs> mispronouncing Nietzsche as niche. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh you know, I enjoyed all the AJ stuff in this. This is very strong AJ. <laughs> this was very strong. You know, coming from where he kind of fumbles his way in and out of scenes and whatnot, I felt like this was probably the best AJ storyline that we've we've come across. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a little it's a little um, like on the nose, like teenager. Oh, very on the nose. But it's know, interesting. Rebelling. It's interesting to see this because, like, the whole idea of the show is about parents and this this sort of um how parents affect their children and it's interesting to see this as tony soprano's son mm-hmm. you know like how is tony's relationship with his mom affecting aj's relationship with tony and that's right. pretty evident here and, and he goes to visit the his mom uh, his grandma and she has the worst advice <laughs> she's just <laughs> although I is mean, it really the worst for advice a, for a, what, 13, 14-year-old kid it is, yeah. Okay, so I stand by that the reason why our entire generation oh, is God. so depressed is because our parents spent our whole lives telling us we were special little stars. Sure. That we're going to do great things, and even if you want to, honey, you can be president. Uh, when none of that's true. I've said that, um, yeah. They're, like Everybody can be told that. But like at the end of the day, some of us are just meant to be regular people, and that's just what I you're going to be. I or, think there is lower. a medium, though. I think there's a medium between sure. it's all pointless. You're going to die alone, and you'll be the president of the United States. <laughs> Sounds. I mean, there's to there's, me. there's like a middle ground you could kind of go. You know, like try really hard, but don't expect. Yeah, much. I think that's, that's probably, probably the way. Better. Probably, but that's that's a much more difficult sell than if you want to, you can be president. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, just a little. There's my life outlook for okay. you. <laughs> Came Lysol, uh, man. Things are things are not going great no. for me, oh, Trey. No. <laughs> I'm go, just as go Lysol, as Go AJ. Lysol your bananas, all right? Go Lysol I, your I fruit. Will. <laughs> I do. I do. I Lysol my fruit. Um, you also get some of the the loyalty and the father roles with Pussy yeah. in this episode. We get a good look at Pussy this episode. Yeah. And, waiting to work that in um 
he's I guess he's AJ's godfather, so he's his sponsor yeah, th- for confirmation. Yeah, so yeah. he's his sponsor throughout that, and he's being made to wear a wire at the confirmation. Right. And buddy, he ain't dealing with it no. real well. No, <laughs> he's breaking down. Like that's got to be the worst when you're not only is a gr- are you as a grown man sitting in a dark bathroom blubbering like a little girl. But there's a microphone yeah. right here that you know that everybody can hear you crying and like a little girl. that conversation with him, you know, AJ talking to him and that hug and the wires. Talking going. about how great of a person his dad yeah. is. And meanwhile, he's uh, plotting against him. By the way, I, I don't want to forget this. Uh, the line of the show, and maybe the line of F forever was, uh, uh, I forgot exactly what. AJ said, but uh, Tony Soprano says, fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking internet. Uh, that's funny. I know we get a CD-ROM uh, reference coming up in one of the next do, two episodes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember which one it is, though. I think uh, it's the second yeah, there, one. I think, I think it was, too. Um, yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. I'm I'm glad that AJ is finally not just a menace to this to the whole plot of an episode anymore. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about it being a, a a complete stop down every time I see the kid. I think his character gets better. I I know there's one scene in particular, you know, where he commits suicide or tries to commit suicide. Do you know about mm-hmm. that? I remember that. So I'm I'm interested to kind of see his character because I don't remember too much. I know he tries to get in movies and stuff. That's a. How do you feel about that in movies and TV where you have characters that want to get into movies? I guess it's true to life, you know. And I guess that's everybody. well, you know. I mean, that industry loves to suck its own dick, and like that. Sure. I think if you can work, if you I mean, can like, work in always, somebody trying to, yeah, trying to be an actor, and, like they do it. And I guess that's what you're writing. What you know, right? Well, I mean, Imperioli. Yeah. Like, I mean, he wrote the episode. Oh, he wrote. He wrote the third episode. Uh, yeah, I have that in yeah, my yeah, note. Yeah. It was, well, the, the script was based on a script that he had written and given to David Chase. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, he had written, written it like about a, um, we'll get more into it when we get okay, there, but yeah. he had written it about Christopher, uh, overdosing and then having a dream of going to hell. Okay. Okay. And they just adapted a little that's, bit. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> What do I have here? Uh, Favreau, Favreau. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, this episode's all kind of about these characters, you know, loyalty or whatever to Tony. and Right, and it comes down at the very end. Uh, Christopher is late for the confirmation after being broken up with by Amy, and uh, that whole thing went south, and basically Tony just, he gave him an ultimatum. Either you're here or I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. Um, and... You know, the, in the next episode, we get him talking, Christopher talking to, uh, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Adriana. Adri- about I always his, want to say Angela, but it's not it's Adriana. Yeah, no, his new, uh, his new commitment to her, right. Tony, and the whole life, yeah. really. we can kind of go to the next episode. Um, yeah, I think I so. think this was a strong one, though. I really like this episode a lot. I think these, yeah, three are pretty strong. Oh, I think this is like the, this is the turning point in the season. You know, a lot of what we've gone through and a lot of it has to do with the way they did the end of last season like we said it was so wrapped up that you really could have made it a mini series and ended it there yeah so a lot of these first 
um, you know, six, five, six, seven episodes was set up to, you know, get you introduced to new characters, the new layout of how the how the family, the mob family works, what Tony's feeling and how uh, his therapy is going to work moving forward. And now I feel like we're starting to get into the meat of the season mm-hmm. with uh, especially with the way things go down for Christopher here. Um, yeah, I really and. I, I really, really like the third episode, but the second episode is very interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, this one, yeah, this one's interesting because, you know, a lot of this is very true to life with college admissions and stuff. And that can be very, uh, very contentious and, and very, you know, stressful, nerve wracking. Uh, and then, you know, pretty much Carmela wants, um, she wants, Meadow. Uh, Meadow, oh my God. See, I just, I'm bad at this. She wants Meadow to uh, go to college around them, but Meadow wants to go as far away as possible. She wants to go to Berkeley, mm-hmm. and I think when I then, I, then it was a funny line where uh, AJ is like, "Yeah, I want to go to Harvard," and Tony say, "You can see, yeah, you can go to Harvard. You'll see it on TV. <laughs> You're going there." <laughs> <So> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony's Tony's had a, he had a couple of uh, blow ups or just like digs at AJ in these episodes oh, yeah, that were kind of funny. Well, yeah, and this next one went a little too far, but yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> True. Yeah. Again, I'm a little cynical from my, uh, over on my end of things. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of want to tell kids how it is and see how that goes. I guess I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm soft. Maybe you don't call the kid a fatty. He didn't say fatty. He said, look at you or something. You look know? at this this fat fuck this kid. Look at him. Fat fuck pie and little fuck tub. He thinks he, he this is the one that's going to take over for me. I'm you not just want to find another guy to make fun of for their weight. You're looking for. We don't have a Hurley this time around. I know no, nobody <laughs> that has like a specific name, and I know Pussy's not going to last very long, no. so I can't really rip on him. I guess Bobby Bacala, you can for a while. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. want to make fun of the kid, not the adult, for some reason. He's barely a kid. All right. Okay. That's <laughs> that will hang anyway. up in a court of law. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did. We did. Speaking of kids, we, we we had to check Meadows' age at time of shooting to make sure that we could say just how attractive we think yes, that she is. Make sure. Make sure. Uh, yeah. So I guess. So something interesting here. So they have uh the Kuzumanos make a a quick return. Yeah. And the actress that plays. Jeannie Kuzumano yes, Jeannie Kuz- also plays her twin sister, the, I guess, the person that is Twinsy being asked for Kuzumano. a recommendation. Yeah. This yeah, is Twinsy interesting because I mean, this is definitely like, I've seen my mom have to do this uh, with my sisters, really, not me, mm-hmm. where, where it's, you know, you got to get all these recommendations, you got to get all this stuff, and it's like, man, I got to call this mom and this mom and this mom, and then yeah. like the sorority stuff, it's even more sorority, sorority stuff. stuff, it's even more crazy you know, you're just calling parents to get recommendations. And sometimes you don't really know them. You know, you may know them kind of. Sometimes you do. You, you yeah. know, and then really, you know, it doesn't. But I wonder if Carmela has any friends. Well, I guess um, she does. Well, she has the other mom. Yeah, she, no, she does. Yeah. But I think, and she's friends with them. But I think It's this a weird is, friendship, though. They are because she's like the boss lady, mm-hmm. you know, the lady of the boss. But I think this was the first time that Carmella, like, she went out and Dude, flexed she her mob muscles. Flex those muscles, man. Like, real hard. Yeah. I want you to write no, this. No, I want you to write. You're going to write this. 
No, she was awesome Thank you. in this. Yeah. Thank you for doing she this. She was great in this. Yeah. Like to she, just kind of like she the whole time intimating like you know who I am. Yeah. We don't need to do, we don't need to go any further than that, but I want you to write this yeah. recommendation yeah. and you're going to write this recommendation. It was awesome. Yeah. Edie Falco is a boss. Yeah. I will take her <laughs> acting chops over just about anybody right, right now. Like I am digging her. She's awesome. She, did she have success with Nurse Jackie? Is that still on or no? Uh, I don't know that it's still on, but I know it won some yeah. stuff. Like I think she won Best Actress, and I know it's. I, I think it's it's done. It did really well with the critics, but maybe right. not so well with the audience. Yeah, I never watched it. I've suggested my wife watch it. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, checking it out again. I just it's tough to fit in stuff for pleasure these days. So much, even with all the COVID time, all the Ronies that we've got. All the Rony time that yeah. we've got. But yeah, I uh, she's great, man. And I probably should watch Nurse Jackie and give it a chance because she's amazing. I don't think you will. You're probably right. <laughs> I won't. No. I won't. I'll never watch Nurse, Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Okay, so we also have Christopher here with his two lackeys. What are their names? Okay. Uh, I have it right here. Hold Matt on. It's is one, I think. Matt. Yeah, it's Matt. And Sean. For some reason, the Sean guy is pooping at when they're uh, getting back. What's the deal with that? Because he's pooping the whole time. I don't know. I like I, the first time, it. I thought like, okay, this is just sitcommy again. We're just having fun. Yeah. Fart noises. We love bathroom humor. But then they come back to the safe, and he's either still shitting or shitting again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was different safes they're at. So, I don't know. Maybe it was just I don't know. Does he? Does he get? Is he a nervous pooper? I don't know. I, I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't get it. Maybe it was just like, uh, hey, here's a little surprise at the end. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we stole your shit and we pooped in your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, um, so pretty much those two guys are kind of tired of, you know, being where they are. They want to move up. And they go to Richie right. to like, hey, man, if you ever need anything, let us know. And Richie's there bad-mouthing Christopher. And so they take that as, uh, oh, let's do a favor for uh, for old Richie. And they they just drive by Chris. and Well, and don't forget before they go see Richie, they go see Tony. Yeah. And Tony did not react as positively to them being there as no, Richie no, did. No, 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 He was, yeah. There's a pretty clear reason why they went the direction they went. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Tony, yeah, he... Look, the uh, this has happened before in the show where characters will have conversations while taking a pee. I mm-hmm. just, I, I'm very, I, that makes me very awkward. Like very, uh, just okay. Yeah. So, like the first week of the coronavirus stuff here, um, a guy came. Like there was three Gross. open stalls, and I went to the the urinal, and, and we both walked into the bathroom together. And he decided to st- to to stand next to me at the next urinal. And chat with me huh. and then buddy didn't even wash his hands or nothing you got the roni now yeah. you're just gonna sit there talking to me with your dick in your hands and you're not even gonna wash your hands afterwards disgusting that's disgusting disgusting we may now, we may now move on okay <laughs> so yeah i i do like that he used the that we're going against yeah he's my homie <laughs> Yeah, that's a funny line. Yeah. Um, he's my homie, and yeah, so pretty much the end of the episode. I don't know if there's anything else in this episode that we haven't really covered. Uh, just the just the Silvio and uh, 
Polly and Beansy. Thing oh yeah, and the Richie. jacket and Richie feels disrespected. The jackets, yeah, the jacket was. I thought that was a little out of the blue, but I think it was mostly just to like, like connect offering, the storylines. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously Tony didn't give a shit about it, no. and clearly he wasn't going to keep it. But he could have kept it for like a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> it's really unfortunate that Richie picked that time to visit Carmilla. Uh, when the guy that he gave the jacket to was going to be walking out of the house yeah. with it, and he does go see <clears throat> he does go see Melfi at the end, and they have a conversation about it. he's like, why did I? He knows what he did. Giving the card to Meadow was bad. Oh, it was a bad idea, right? And but he's still on like he still doesn't want to like take responsibility for those things. He puts it on other people. Yeah. Like we had to kill this person because they did this, right? They put us in a position where we had no other choice. Well, he does we that in the do next this. episode too. Like, yeah, he does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's this whole. That's like his bit. Is uh, I'm doing this terrible thing because this person did this either and to look, me these, or there to are people that are much worse than what I do out there. You know that are right. Oh, yeah. and like when we get into that in the next episode of uh, him talking to, and we're kind of there. So if you want to move well, into this, well, we, we can. didn't mention that uh, Christopher gets shot at the end. Yeah. By the two right. guys, yeah. And you yeah, see so him gets... yeah, at the hospital bed. Okay, and I guess before we move on, so in the episode before... Um, sorry, I lost my shoe. Oh, no. <laughs> um, in the episode before, when AJ is talking to um, Livia, she was telling him about this car crash that happened, and they all died in it because they were wearing their seatbelts, and they were stuck in the car. Well, the only reason why Sean gets shot and killed is because he couldn't get out of the car because he was wearing oh the seatbelt his seatbelt yeah there you go full, full circle there I didn't, for you. didn't even realize that yeah a little full circle isn't that yeah. fun wasn't that fun also fun. if this if it makes more sense now this episode was actually uh completed and produced before the previous episode so really they flipped the order well, the way that they makes sense because the next one's a direct sequel to this one. Right. So it's almost like they added in the episode before. Like they did this episode okay. and they're like, we need more build up to this. Yeah. So we added the uh, Christopher and Favreau or what probably happened is they got word from Favreau he be, that yeah. he would wanted to be in it. And there was some scheduling that they had to work. Probably. Out. Yeah. That, that would be my guess. Because that um, seems like kind of an out of the blue episode, you know. It was. It was. It was a co-star. It was like a freaking guest like, star episode. Hey, John Favreau's interested, and we want to work with John Favreau. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Going back to how this entire show is structured as a sitcom. Yeah. That was a guest star yeah. episode yeah. where they bring in the hot name off the street to be. It was like when they brought Britney Spears <laughs> to be like a. a it's when the Harlem assistant yeah. at. On how I met your mother so to the date Harlem Ted Globe for one episode. Uh, Harlem Globetrotters came to the island of Gilligan's Island. Exactly. I mean, they had. Uh, they had. I guess really lost didn't really have too many guest stars like that. Actually, lost didn't have any. Uh, they had a ton. Well, not not, not like like big names just to have the big name. Cheech Marin. Oh yeah, okay. Like the yeah, only right. reason why you get Cheech Marin is because yeah, he's Cheech. That's Marin. true. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, they did. But but that wasn't just for one episode. 
No, it wasn't. And he was he was a reoccurring star, but the first time they used him, they used him because it was Cheech Marin. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he's kind of perfect for her. Hundred like, yeah. percent. They didn't they didn't like beat it down though. Like I think that's really the only one where they plucked it like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. Not really. Breaking Bad. Everybody didn't. else was kind of like a character actor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you had yeah. Yeah, like recognizable people, like yeah, like there there were people that you knew of and that you had seen and stuff. Yeah, but, but not like Cheech, Cheech Marin was clearly yeah, the the biggest uh, offend, not really even offender, but just the the one that would fill the criteria of a guest star episode. You know that? Um... Oh man, I, never mind. Uh, go on. Uh, let's <laughs> forget it. Oh, uh, let's see. That was also the sh- uh, episode eight was also the shortest episode of the oh, Sopranos. Wow. Okay, only forty three minutes long. Okay, uh, I think that's all my fun facts for that one. Okay, so this next episode is a real good one. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. what's this one called? Uh, From where to eternity? Yeah. Uh, so Chris is in the hospital. He's not doing too well. Uh, his heart stops actually at one point. Which, for a whole full minute. Yes. Which kind of um, lends to that dream or the vision or whatever he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do see AJ playing a Game Boy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I think, didn't somebody tell him to turn it off too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's always fun. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. There, I, there's a, there's a, a person in this episode that I hold very close to my heart because of a different show. Okay. So we'll get there. It's a, literally my next note. Um, oh, oh, but, I know who you're going to talk about. Yes, I was very shocked to see her in this. Yeah, yes, that was yes, that was neat. Um, We're very, very close to that because uh, I do mm. enjoy Scrubs. Love Scrubs, and Carla is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, uh, that's a show. We that's uh, too long of a show to rewatch, but we I could do we could do uh, maybe like a top five episodes or something. Okay. I, all right. You know or what? Most you, important how, episodes. How well do you know the show? Very. Okay. So you put together the top five because I don't remember. Okay. I've seen, I think I've, I don't know if I saw like the last couple seasons, uh, but okay. I've seen like most of them. That's a top five. Okay. So this is weird. The way they did Scrubs. Well, I know the like, or- yeah, they did like a season where it was not a, uh, it was where like they were trying to like, Scrubs the next generation, but it didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. Yeah, but the or the initial finale of that show is, I mean, that's a top ten finale for me. Yeah, it's so well done and beautifully made, and it just wraps the show up the way it should have been wrapped up. If I just watched that episode, that you'd be I, fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, you'd be fine. There's no, no like nothing I need to know beforehand. Uh, JD and uh blonde doctor are engaged okay yeah there you go all right yeah cool they get married okay oh wow <laughs> it's very very good i know i can't do this all on my own i'm no superman i'm saying also awesome theme song it's a great theme song awesome theme song okay so that's it think about that everybody you might get a, a five pack of scrubs episodes a little, a little scrubs for maybe, homework yeah <laughs> yeah a little homework for you um so so Christopher tells Tony and Polly that he went to hell and he has a, a message okay, let me get, for them. Let me uh, get the full thing here. Okay. Um, so 
he so the doctor comes out, tells him what's going on, and uh, tells Tony and Polly that he want that Christopher wants to talk to them, and he has a message from them. And he says, yeah. um, "I'm sorry, I'm trying to find exactly what he says." Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Okay, that's... <laughs> I know he says something about seeing his dad. Uh, passed away um, through a tunnel of white light and went uh, to hell. Uh, an Irish pub called the Admirable Piper, where it's St. Patrick's Day every day, forever. Hilarious. <laughs> he saw Mike, Effing yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He saw Mikey Palamice and Brendan... Flo- uh, Fil- I can't even... Filoni. They're playing dice. Brendan for- is the friend and Mikey is the guy they killed. Oh, okay. Um, playing dice with two Roman soldiers and a bunch of Irish. I like two Roman soldiers and a bunch of Irish yeah. guys. Uh, and Irish, they were winning every role. His father, who kept being killed in exactly the same way again and again, and a bouncer who warned Chris that he was going to hell too. When my time comes, oh, and my and right. he says, oh, and Mikey said to tell Tony and Polly three o'clock. <laughs> right. That's really um, good. I like that. That's it, well. It was so. Perfectly written, yeah. number one, and hilarious. Yes, like so fun uh, at an Irish pub where it's St. Patty's Day every day forever. That's hell. Like just the way it was like laid out, it was laid out like a joke. Yeah, the whole thing was laid out. I like, like a joke. just three o'clock. That's it. that's and it. Mikey said three o'clock. This no is a, other this information. Is a good Polly episode as well. It's a great yeah. Polly episode. I'm he's my favorite character. Oh yeah, mine too probably. I, I, he's my favorite character, yeah. especially and then last night when we were watching it and he uh he tells Carla he's going to he's going to just call I'm her Carla. The kids to, yeah, I'm just going to call her Carla. Yeah. Um I'm going to put the kids to bed and go home. Y'all don't need to try and So this sleep is his this. legit girlfriend. Right. Yeah. This is not a guma, this is a girlfriend. Yes. Uh and anyway, Carla Carla's no guma. No, no, Carla is no Guma. She is way higher of a quality yes. of woman than that. Yes. Turk can tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> um, and my wife just goes, "Oh," and I was like, "I'm not joking." Polly Walnuts is number one every day. He's my dude. Yeah, he's my dude. Would you let uh, Polly Walnuts more f- uh, tuck your kid into bed? I'll let Polly Walnuts tuck my kid into bed. Okay, he seems like a, a solid man. Yeah. he would be. He would be just fine. Okay. Uh, well, Carla, as sweet and as amazing as she is, gives him some pretty terrible advice to go see a psychic. Yes. Um, have you ever gone to see a psychic? I've never gone to see a psychic. Have you? I would love to. Though. Yeah. I would love to. I just want to see. I just want to see what they're like. What they know. Like what they can. I don't think it's like you. I don't think it's like because TV and movies they try to make it like. Oh, I want it to be really... like Lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just realized you we've gotta done go two on a pl- to psychics. You got, yeah, we did. Uh, you gotta go on a plane, this plane, or else uh, you can't. You have to raise the child, Travis. Yeah. Wait, right. what? You're like, wait, I'm already raising this you one. What's get on this there plane. another one? Go on the plane, <laughs> Travis. Um. Yeah, I would. I think that would be a fun. Ooh, that would make a great segment. What? So I can steal it. Shut up. No. <laughs> No. What? Um, so yeah, Polly goes to see the psychic anyway, and he's just sitting in the crowd, and it, he seems like somewhat skeptical. Mm-hmm. But then the psychic just like beams in on him and starts like telling about 
people that Polly knows or that killed. were his marks. Yeah, he killed. Yeah, people, they he were, says he was your first, first homicide, you know? Right. And he freaks out and he leaves and he goes to the church and he tells the church, look, <laughs> I've been donating for years yeah. <laughs> and I, that was supposed to wash away all my sins. Right. That's not apparently what's happened. I've got ghouls attached ghouls. to me running around everywhere. Ghouls. I love Polly Walnuts. He's great. <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's always been the kind of the comedic character. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You have him and him and Silvio. Silvio's the most serious person on the show, maybe. Uh, and then you have Polly, who is the least serious person on the show. Well, Silvio is kind of silly, though, still. Like, you still kind of... Yeah. You know. But he, he puts off the vibes that we're... Uh, he's very, very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, one of the other things that happens in this episode is uh, Pussy still very, is becoming increasingly paranoid that Tony suspects him of uh, whatever, mm-hmm. I guess. And I do love that his informant is now, or his cop is like, look, you're the one that's been selling heroin. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to come and complain to me about this job that you're doing. Uh, I found that really, it, it really funny. It is funny. And I wonder, like, I know there are, but are there, a, there's not a lot of movies that portray, most movies, I think maybe 60-40, most movies portray the mobsters as the good guys and the cops as the bad guys. I don't. I can't think of too many that portray like the cops as the good guys, and I guess like Batman, you know, the mobsters are bad, in that. Yeah. And um, maybe more historical ones like about uh, Al Capone. You a lot of what, what's the one with um, oh man, uh, the Untouchables. Untouchables, yeah. Like the mobsters are bad in that one. Right, but you don't know uh, a lot. It definitely, I think it kind of depend. It just depends on the framing of the film, right. too. You know, like uh, trying to think. Yeah, The Untouchables is probably the biggest yeah. one. Uh, but you know, you have your. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, not- Untouchables might be weird in that fact yeah. that it is more based on. I mean, there's clearly been several movies based on Elliot Ness and The Untouchables, but mm-hmm. uh, that's the most famous one. Yeah. Uh, there aren't a ton and it's, you know, especially now you're not going to get, you're not going to get a ton of them because I mean, this is the age of the anti-hero, right? Like, no. Yeah. The last 10 years, you're and not going to get people a bunch. Don't cops are not very looked highly upon. I don't think these days, they're not the sympathetic uh, figure that they used to be. No. Um, and we, you know, we've kind of gotten away from the, the serial cop drama. Yeah. We're more more into fire and med. Fire now, and med, I guess. yeah, I guess. Yeah, and we do a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of just I don't know. There's not a ton like, and I don't watch any of this the like serialized, uh, network cop shows, so I don't really know. Well, yeah, I, because you know all that to say, I think you're correct. Yeah, uh, cops are very. You, you, I'm annoyed by this this fucking cop in this uh, this show. It's like, come on, dude, just let pussy just chill. He is he's the cop version of pussy. Yes, yeah, he does look like him too. Yeah, yeah, he's the cop version of pussy. Yeah. He's pussy cop. Pussy cop. Yeah, uh, but pussy does get some information from a really really weird street informant. Like, did he not seem overly touchy? The guy that told pussy where uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He got real is. close. Like that was yeah. Really, and touchy. Yeah. Like he like patted him on the back and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are a lot of points in this show where stuff like that happens. Where like and I think that's probably it's very breaking baddie where like this character has this unnecessary layer yeah. to them, but it makes the character so much detail, better. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's th- this dude was so much different than every other gangster that we've seen mm-hmm. and he's a street informant. He was more like Brendan than anybody else. Kind of twitchy, yeah. really just trying to get in with somebody. Yeah. Just wanted a 20 spot for some very pertinent information. Um but anyway, so Pussy gets the information and he of course gets to tell Tony, we got the guy and uh Tony though. Do you think Tony is still very suspect of Pussy at this point? I think he's I think he's just as suspect as he's always kind of been, you know, because yeah. I don't know, maybe less after this one because, you know, Pussy kind of right. wines and dines him a little bit, you know. Well, they killed of, somebody together. Yeah, well, that's the whining, and then the dining is the restaurant. They ah, it's the steak. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, prime yeah. rib. They go uh, to that prime rib place they went, like, you know, as friends a long time ago. Yeah, um, and you kind of get the uh, sort of father figure loyalty thing here too because it seems like pussy at some point was more of the uh the elder and more of the uh you know the leader of their little crew or whatever well, they mentioned as kids. That, that you know pussy mentions that like he helped his dad out back in the right. uh back you know in the day and yeah so pussy's right. yeah pussy's a little older than tony but he's kind of you know he's not management material right I, I like Pussy a lot. I, I I like his character. I like that actor. He's he's good. He becomes very sympathetic as we get closer yeah. and closer to his eventual. Like, yeah, yeah. We it's interesting that that we know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It is, and it's you know especially because this is now my second time going through it, and I know what happens because I did. I mean, like even though we know he's an informant and he's you know diming on Tony, like he is very sympathetic because you can see how he's really wrestling with it, right. whether it be with stonewalling his wife, which that was a pretty gnarly fight. Yeah. That so they had. does do they know now that he's an informant? They have to know, right? After that I fight, mean, I don't, they have. I don't to. think so because he says, "You're why are you bleeding? Your chest bleeding." Yeah, but he didn't say anything. Well, it Maybe cuts. they do. It doesn't doesn't like you know. Right, it doesn't. You don't. You don't and then know. They're at, I, the, they're at the function. They're all like happy and. See, I didn't. I didn't notice them at the function. But they, if they were at a function, then they would act like that anyway. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seemed like. Maybe they probably know. Tony now. makes no no qualms about acting pissed off and being a little baby at yeah. functions. Yeah. So I don't know why Pussy would and his family. But, you know, whatever. It could be uh, – it's very possible, you know. Like, I think next time we see him, we'll probably know a little bit more about how much they know. Because he did hide the the mic and whatnot before his wife was actually in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they do. He, You know, he's bleeding on his chest, I imagine. Because he doesn't talk to them, so he could definitely just not say anything. Right. There. I could see that happening as well. I guess why don't you tell your wife? <clears throat> she's going to say something? Maybe yeah. to keep her safe in case, you know, if she doesn't, it's the same thing when like, uh, what am I saying? What am I, like a lawyer telling their, you know, Hey, if you're doing this, just don't tell me cause it's plausible deniability. Right. Yeah. Uh, also in this interesting, uh, episode kind of getting back to Christopher, uh, we have Carmela praying to God that, uh, you know, she's been big on Jesus. She, you know what? And, and it's, brought up and they even and tony even says it uh you're really only religious when it suits you 
she she definitely kind of well and she's he's saying that because she just in the last episode was flexing her mob muscles well, also, on someone she wants him to get a vasectomy as well that's that was kind right. of the start of everything yeah 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 which if you're tony probably should that doesn't seem like such a bad idea yeah because she basically just signed off on you doing other girls oh she, and she, yeah exactly yeah She's like, if you're going to be doing all this, we don't need no bastard kids running around. Yeah, we don't need no uh, uh, John Snow. No John Snows. Yes, yeah. there it is. There's the. Well, weekly actually, John Snow's game. not a not a bastard, technically. Technically, is he though? No, because did they get married? They got married. Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah. he not not a bastard. So he's not a bastard, not a bastard at all. Bastard. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um. So yeah, there's your weekly like Game of Thrones. Yeah. He was his secret marriage. Yeah. yeah. Man. Nothing has made me more sad. It's weird how no one's talking about that show anymore. The longer we go, the more I hate the last season. Yeah. And how, like, I really think that that last season may have ruined the entire show. Do you think it caused the coronavirus? I think it may have caused the coronavirus. Yeah. I personally am going to blame the coronavirus on Weiss and Benioff and that fat fuck Martin. Whoa. Who, by the way, will not finish these books. He might. He is. Going to die of the coronavirus he might. prior to finishing these books. He hasn't even he hasn't even been like enticing people for six months. Like since the finale, he he talked like a couple months after the finale and then went dead silent. Because everyone hated it. Yeah, everybody did hate it. But like he said, he said something about yeah, my ending's gonna be a little different. We're still working on it. It's coming soon, and then nothing since then. Yeah. He he will. He, all right. made my life every time you every time you give me a live tray all right it just it just lights me up inside so we talked about carmella there you know she's now religious or trying to be uh mm-hmm. flip-flopping uh we could talk about i guess tony uh tony at the uh with melfi again tony's singing uh, melfi and the whole uh, oh the hell stuff yeah so, yeah, I found this to be very, very interesting because he's going down the list of all the people that he thinks deserve to be in hell. And, um, you know, it's your Hitler's, Stalin, you know, Pol Pot. those types. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And those you know, types of people. Child molesters and, and people that rip people off. And he kind of mentions, like, at first he says, the first thing he says, though, is people that kill others for pleasure. And that's kind of what he right. does. I mean, in this episode, he does. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, But he also he tries to the way that he gives himself a pass is saying, you know, we're soldiers. We live by a code. Um, We uh, and then and then, of course, it all comes back to more uh, more immigrant immigrant shielding, you know, like using the immigrant immigrant tag to get a pass on this when Italians came over and they were being put in, you know, put down and not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. And we wanted to preserve our culture and preserve our loyalty and our family values. Uh, and some of us wanted a piece of the action. So that's the way it turned out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this probably wasn't the ideal time for Melfi to be antagonizing him. Yeah. But she has a point, like, 
why do you, I mean, how can you honestly separate yourself from the people that you just mentioned? Like you're just the same thing on a much, on on a smaller scale. Right. And yeah, she does. She seems like she's going through depression and, and not doing too well. And she's upset that she did that. Yeah. And then like secondary with Tony talking about like being a soldier, like he calls the shots now. Mm -hmm. He's not a soldier anymore. No. He's not even on the front lines anymore. He doesn't even yeah. hardly. The only time he fights is when he decides that he wants to kill somebody, right, for pleasure. Yes, and he and he it, did that. To, uh, <clears throat> I mean, we, the first time we see him kill someone, it was because he wanted to kill the guy, and yep. then he kills the guy in this episode because he wanted to kill the guy. Yeah, well, and it, so even the first time when he kills uh, the guy in college, or not in college, but in the, the episode. episode college, like, I mean, he, the hoops he had to jump through to be able to make it work in his head for a reason to kill that guy, even though he was exactly who he thought he was, but that was a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of steps to yeah. get where he wanted to go. He had to really stretch for that one. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, I mean, this one, I you can sympathize with him a little bit more, um, but you know, we we don't kill people, so it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, three pretty strong episodes. I guess I wonder where the rest of this season goes. I know how it kind of ends. I, I guess Richie's the main antagonist. I know how it mm-hmm. ends with him. I remember. Um, I don't really remember, but I'm excited to get there. I'm just wondering, kind of, this doesn't really have that through line of. Like, I feel like this episode is more about how Tony... This season is more about how the people around Tony that he's affected were the first one was more about him and his mom. And, yeah, and and then his mom trying to act against him. So, I guess... The first season is way more in a vacuum than this season. There's a lot, lot more... Well, they're setting up for next, you know, for seasons down the road at this point. So they're trying to, like, spread the tentacles really, really wide. Yeah. And you can tell. I mean, they're introducing a ton of not just new characters, but new, like, just plot lines and stories and uh, places that we can go, areas. I mean, they're they're dropping the Meadow College hint once every few episodes. They're, you know, AJ's getting older and we're really highlighting that twice a season. Yeah, we also, yeah, mentioned him blowing up on AJ and saying, yeah. And then he come and then he, you know, hey, he apologizes and brings him some pizza pizza and some soda. And he tells him, uh, hey, you know, it's, I think I just see myself in you. And he's being a real good dad there, you know? Yeah, there are times where Tony is a great dad. Yeah. like a good husband and father, not really a good husband, but like there are times where he can at least, at least put on the good dad hat and go out there and watch his kid play soccer or have a talk with him after he made a mistake. And Tony does do a good job for the most part of owning his mistakes, which right. isn't something that like that type of character is really known for doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's another reason that makes Tony Soprano one of the most interesting characters on television or just in media of all time is just there are so many facets to him and that we get to see all of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see that soft side. I think that's why he's so likable, you know, mm-hmm. is that he has that kind of tender side at times. Right. Where- and his whole persona is kind of built into this, you know, guy with a temper that can pop off at sometimes, but he's going to come back and, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. He's, it's like, uh, it's like, um, 
David Chase said is that like, you know, your main character, your hero can be the most flawed person that you've ever met as long as they're still really good at their job and the smartest person on the show. Right. And it will give them all of the redeeming qualities that they need. Yeah. And Tony Soprano checks all of those boxes. Right. Well, that's all for this episode. I guess we got, you know what? I mean, we could talk about this. We can maybe do the rest of the season next week. Okay. And we just, uh, you know, maybe spread it out or something. We'll talk about it. We might, we might do some stuff early if you want to. Because I'm, I'm having too much fun watching these episodes. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Uh, maybe we just do, uh, maybe we split it into two and do two episodes next week. Or even even this week. I don't know. I don't know what you got going on. Well, well, this week's almost over. Unless I guess like to... in the middle of the week we could do something. Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. By oh, okay. next week, I okay. meant like Monday through Friday, Saturday I'm down. next week. I'm down. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. Let's do uh, maybe two episodes on Tuesday and then like two on two Friday or, two? or Saturday. Okay, we yeah. can do that. All right, yeah. I'm down for right. that. All right. Well, well you're well, welcome, DJ yeah. PVP1. We'll, we'll see you guys next week uh, for the rest of the season. All right, have a good one. Bye. Don't get Corona. Uh, create your vids and at Travis Mejia. That's a M E J A Travis Mejia Mejia on Twitter. And we'll see. <laughs>